0: Most practices from our numbers that we look at lose between 8 and 15% of their dollars on vaccines, and the real reason for that is vaccines are a very manual sort of legacy system, and primary care hasn't been given the technology to make it work.
1: Welcome to the ACO Show. Today, Josh is joined by Dr. Wanda Feiler, the Chief Medical Officer of VaxCare, as well as a practicing family physician and a past president of the American Association of Family Physicians. VaxCare is a vaccine management solution that works with over 2,000 medical practices and 250 health departments in over 20 states, helping manage vaccine inventory and vaccine distribution. You will hear why primary care has struggled with vaccines and how VaxCare can help improve practices' bottom line and increase their immunization rates. There are practices who participate in Allidade ACOs who work with VaxCare. However, ACO Show interviews should not be taken as an endorsement of any company or services.
2: Welcome to the ACO Show. I'm Josh Israel, an Allidade Medical Director, and I'm joined today by Wanda Filer, the Chief Medical Officer of VaxCare. Uh, Wanda, I'm gonna start with some uh, some hard-hitting journalism. Why don't you tell us about VaxCare?
0: Sure. Well, uh, Josh, thanks for having me. As you said, I'm the chief medical officer. I am a practicing family physician in York, Pennsylvania, um, and past president of the American Academy of Family Physicians. When I was on the road for the academy hundreds of days a year, I started to hear an awful lot from my colleagues around the country about their pain points around vaccine. And um, many of them were giving up vaccine. They were Uh, Embarrassed by it, it wasn't the kind of practice of of medicine they wanted to pursue. But as we know, in in many places, vaccines are upside down for practices financially, and that's really what attracted me to VaxCare. VaxCare is a company headquartered in Orlando. We now work with over two thousand practices and about two hundred and fifty health departments in twenty-two or twenty-three states. We've got about ten more states in the process of being opened, and and. The gist of VaxCare is if, let's say, you own your practice and you're sitting on maybe thirty thousand dollars of vaccine inventory that you've purchased through your hard-earned capital, we come in and we will, um, over a period, a a short period of time, buy that inventory back from you and put it into our inventory, and then we put you on an automatic vaccine replenishment system so that every couple of weeks, uh, a shipment shows up in your in your office with replenishment vaccine. If you use a Prevnar or a Gardasil or, you know, uh, just about anything, Shingrix, we will make sure that we, we have a track record of that. And we will make sure you always have usually three to four weeks of vaccine on hand. And this is all vaccine across the lifespan. So we do pediatric vaccine. We do um, part D, all the adult vaccine, And we put you on that. You get those vaccines on consignment at no cost to you. And then we also give you a technology, a device whereby um, you put it in, you put the order into your electronic health record. There's a device sitting next to the refrigerator in the nurse's station. And the nurse pulls the vaccine out, scans it into our device. And a whole bunch of things happen with that scan. It bills the vaccine out to the payer. It automatically tells us that we need to replenish a dose for you. If the state allows it, it puts it up to the state registry and it puts it right into your EHR with the, the lot number and the barcode. So it saves the staff a heck of a lot of time.
2: And it also lowers the error rate, which is pretty cool. You have this elevator pitch down. We just did about, I think, 12 floors and you got me the the entire company. So that, that was did you follow impressive. it? Though? That was good. <laughs> Well, we'll find out. Uh, okay, but I like good. this image of, of the vaccines coming on a regular schedule. You guys are like the the Hello Fresh or the blue apron of vaccines.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I got to cook somewhere in my life.
2: <laughs> uh, you said that practices are upside down with the vaccines. I assu- I assume by that you mean they're losing money when they give them out often.
0: Yeah, that's that is the perception, and in our experience, it is the is reality for a, a large percentage of primary care practices. Um, when I say primary care peds, family medicine, um, and adult internal medicine, we, most practices from our numbers that we look at lose between eight and 15%. Of their dollars on vaccines. And the real reason for that is vaccines are a very manual sort of legacy system, and primary care hasn't been given the technology to make it work. And so it's hard for an average practice to order a dose and be able to track it all the way through down to when to know if they got paid for it. And so if you've got a really busy office like I do, and you, you know, you've got a, uh, you order Prevnar, for instance, at $200 a dose you know, good vaccine, um, but not inexpensive and you and the nurse gets busy and she throws it into her pocket because she's doing an EKG in one and, you know, cleaning out ears in room three um, and room two, she administers it, but she never turns it over into the billing process. You'll never get paid on it. And it will take you the rest of the box appropriately done to just break even. And so when we go into a practice, we we often will ask them, show us your invoices for last year. The vaccines that you've ordered and then show us what your billings are and most of the practices that we that you know that ask us to look at this with them will lose between 8 and 15 percent and so what we do at the as as, as we you get into our system um, we bill for both the vaccine and the admin fee that's required by the centers for medicare and medicaid and then at the end of every month we cut you a check for all of your admin so if you've given 50 doses you get a check you know, for those 50 doses administration fee. So you are actually the ones who bill Medicare for the service? We are Medicare, Medicaid, uh, commercial plans. We have um, hundreds of payer contracts around the country. So we bill for both the vaccine and the admin fee. And then, um, because it's really the vaccine that is our vaccine that we're billing, we get a standard in-network contract with the payers. We don't get any better pricing than, you know, any other practice. And Vaxcare is considered a mass immunizer by CMS, um, and that, so that's how we operate in that in that capacity. And then, as I said, at the end of uh, you know every month, we send a check back to the practice for their administration fees for the doses they've given that month.
2: You and Bill Gates, the the mass the mass immunizers.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know about that. I I won't go there.
2: <laughs> You're saying that the practices are upside down, and that Vaxcare is a solution to that. Uh, how much of a difference does it make? Uh, You know, how far into the black can you get a practice on this?
0: Most practices, if I look at the statistics and I see them every month, most practices will make more money on vax care because they they cut that loss and leakage. Um, That's assuming that they use the tools that we give them properly. It's still going to mean that the nurse has to scan it into the device next to the refrigerator and kind of follow the standard behaviors. We do ask a practice to reconcile its inventory once a week. That's not an onerous process. And we teach you how to do that. We can usually onboard a practice in a couple of days. and But most practices, the majority of practices will, number one, they'll inc- improve their bottom line. Um, and number two, they also typically will improve their immunization rates. So they start to give more immunizations because it's easier on the team. Um, it becomes something that just becomes much more instrumental and in part of the practice. And that in and of itself helps because as you do more volume um, and and give more appropriate vaccines, you don't have to shuffle people out the door to the pharmacy or to a local health department, um, typically the bottom line improves for practice there
2: as well. Wanda, when I hear an idea uh, and a business model like this, it's either too good to be true, or it's one of these ideas that is, is just so good it was waiting for somebody to figure it out. Is, is there any catch to this for practices? Any reason that practices wouldn't want to do this?
0: You know if if you've got a practice that is usually a larger practice that's extremely tightly run and you've got the staff and the resources to follow you may not need us but the reality is that most practices are hungry for this we are onboarding more than 100 practices a month right now um they have we're going to do over 2 million doses this year and that doesn't include COVID vaccine we can get into that too we have a whole COVID assist platform honestly, as we do the presentation, most practices find that they do, you know, they like it, we try to make it as seamless. And we're always trying to talk to our partner practices around the country and find out what can we do to make this better? What's working for you? And how do we tighten up our model? But I, you know, as I I joined the company, because I believe in primary care. And um, I'm a family physician, I'm as I said, I'm past president of the AAFP. There's pain around vaccine. Our particularly adult immunization rates are shoddy in this country, and we need to do better. And people look to their medical home. And so, if if I can help to strengthen that service financially, from a public health model, from a from a practice, you know, satisfaction, that's pretty awesome. And that's why I do this work.
2: At the time of this recording, I know that if practices want to hire your services uh, to help with COVID vaccination, um, you're not able to help them get the vaccine. The practices still need to go through the steps to get the vaccine to become a vaccine distribution center. But I understand there are other parts of the process you are able to help with.
0: Yes, and thank you for for mentioning that. We do have a couple of things. Um, first of all, we have a platform called COVID Assist, and what we do do there is um, we we don't provide the vaccine. But as as any of the practices that are doing it know, it's right now the way it's set up, it's very manual, um, tends to be um, intensive for the staff, and so we have a little handheld device. That has a scanner at the bottom. You can have a patient come in. You can scan the vial. It immediately uploads it. Um, it also will. Autom- we c- you can scan their driver's license or their insurance card if they're not your patient. We do the same thing with our peds practices where they want to immunize the parents against flu in the fall. They have this handheld device, and so uh, you know. And Josh, I'll give you an example. We have one um, partner that did 2,300 COVID vaccines last weekend. And we were able to support them. I won't tell. I will tell you there were some bumps in the road on our end because our system was set up to handle practices that don't normally see 2,300 people in two days. So, but we were able to problem solve it. We had uh, our got our team on board on Saturday night and fixed it. And so by Sunday they did well over a thousand doses and seamlessly. And and. So it's a matter of us partnering and learning together. And we do at that point, we again we bill out the admin fee, and then the check comes back to the practice itself. On COVID in particular, because we don't make, you know, usually on vaccine, we make our money sort of on the vaccine margin, which practices don't have enough scale to be able to do. Um, But on COVID, since we don't provide the vaccine, we do take a small amount of the admin fee, but practices can still,
2: you know, more than cover their costs,
0: more than cover their costs with the with the dollars they get back on
2: the admin. That is great. I would just imagine that your company is on people's minds more than usual. You've got the word vaccine in it. You know, um, there's a lot going on right now with trying to understand vaccines, distribute vaccines. Um, I would also imagine, though, you had a pretty good system in place for shingles vaccine and flu vaccines. And now with COVID, everything's happening so fast. Has this been just a giant fire drill for your company to try to figure out how to make it work?
0: Yeah. You know, it's been, it's fun for me because I work with, a. this is a company now that's got about 180 people. And, um, I get to see a side of the world that that most physicians don't get to see. And it's sort of that entrepreneurial and product development, the IT teams, and they are incredible. I watched them at last fall as they and mid and midsummer as they put together in the middle of a pandemic, they realized that practices needed a solution for people who are afraid to come into the office and they innovated and they innovated and they came up with our handheld device, the mobile hub. And it was so cool that in the course of 12 to 13 weeks, they wrote the program. They set up the, you know, they got it manufactured, and now I'm seeing that sort of innovation, that constant learning um, mode, and hearing what practices need. And I, the other thing I love about it is it's dedicated to primary care. You know, it is finally putting attention where the, where the lion's share of healthcare happens in this country, and and I get to watch it happen. And and they come to me and ask for ideas, and hopefully I'm of benefit a little bit. But frankly, these guys are immensely talented.
2: We have been hearing at Allidate great stories about our practices innovation, the way some of them are turning their their parking lots into drive-through vaccine sites, um, You know how they're managing the flow through their clinic. Um, so it's great that there are companies like yours that are also innovating along with them to support them.
0: Yep. Amen. And, you know, it's fun to think that this is a patient that you don't have to lose necessarily to a pharmacy for a vaccine, that you can have them there, you have the inventory, you can capture it, and you can also capture some of the revenue that you need. it, it be a full service solution for patients.
2: So Wanda, I've heard some great things about what you're already doing. Anything coming down the pipeline?
0: Yeah, you know, Josh. Thank you for asking. Uh, we have this this technology, obviously, that helps us with inventory. We have this this business model and a tremendous network of partners across our states. Um, one of the things we're looking at now is what are the other pain points in primary care? What other types of services are physicians trained for, but maybe the inventory is too expensive for them to hang on to. And and it's creating a barrier to patient care. And one of the places where that is keeps bubbling up is on long-acting reversible contraceptives. So things like uh, Nexplanon and IUDs. We know You know, in family medicine and adolescent medicine, a lot of us were trained in these with using these devices, but you can't sit on $800 to $1,000 of inventory per device, not knowing whether it's ever going to get used. Um, and so vax here we're looking we're getting ready to pilot an initiative um, in north carolina and then probably second state would be ohio to sort of a proof of concept to see whether if we gave inventory at no cost to inter- interested practices whether they could be able to better meet the needs of their patients and so i think that's our next that'll be our next phase and and we're always open to saying what else do primary care practices want and need that they can't afford to do right now that we can help them to do a better job of patient care.
2: If any practices are listening to this and they want to learn more about what you're doing or to sign up, what should they do?
0: Um, send me an email at wfiler, W-F-I-L-E-R, at vaxcare, dot com. Easy enough.
2: All right, Wanda Filer, Chief Medical Officer of Vaxcare. Thanks for talking with me. Thanks so much.
1: This episode of the ACO Show was produced by Brittany Barnes and Hannah Posner. Our theme music is by Donna Korn. You can find previous episodes on our website,
2: Alliday.com, or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.
1: ACO Show.